I always wanted to be an astronaut. And here I was at the Air Force Academy, getting ready to declare my major. I wasn't qualified for flight, but I knew that physics would get me to the moon and beyond. Unfortunately, the physics department didn't want me to declare them as my major. I argued even though my grades were right, even though my personal experiences were appropriate, but still they insisted, you can't declare physics. Finally, they explained why. You can't declare physics because you're black and blacks can't do physics. Now, I may look like a cream puff sometimes, but you're not gonna tell me what I can and can't do. So I decided to declare physics as my major and my grades were good enough, but I still ran into trouble about halfway through the program. I felt like I was going to fail out. I didn't know why I test after test just kept being miserable, just kept failing and performing poorly. I would go in for extra instruction, doing everything I knew how to do. And finally, on a day when all of the other physics instructors were gone, my professor leveled with me. Look, my job is to get rid of you. And if you will stop coming into my office, I will stop feeding you the wrong answers. In that moment, I felt so alone. I felt so overwhelmed and I felt so hopeless. I didn't know how I was gonna succeed in this program when even the instructors were trying to get rid of me. I felt like my life was one struggle after another and quite frankly, I was tired of the struggle. Imagine coming home from a military trip to find your house sold, your stuff thrown out, and divorce papers in your face. That's exactly the situation I found myself in after being away from home for six months. In just a matter of days when the dust settled, I was now a military single mom with over $845,000 of debt to my name. It's a common scenario among military members where they sign power of attorney so that they can go away on a military trip and their spouse runs up debt, buys new property and finds a new spouse all during that time while they're gone. I didn't know what I was going to do. It seemed so insurmountable to have that much debt to my name. And in an instant, I had become everything that I worked so hard all my life not to be, a single military black mom. I had to learn how to hustle in a hurry. I had to learn how to make money work and make it work for me ethically and quickly. Unfortunately, I discovered that because of my high income, I didn't qualify for a lot of assistance. Again, I felt so alone and didn't know what to do. I felt so worried that I wasn't going to be able to overcome this. And not only was I stressed about myself, but I thought about the cycle that I was perpetuating with my son, me coming from a broken home, his father coming from a broken home. Were we going to repeat the cycle of living in the projects that he had inherited from his father? Were we going to repeat the cycle of trauma and abuse that he inherited from his mother? I didn't want that for my child, but I didn't know what to do. I just knew that there was something out there, that this couldn't be all that God had called me to. This couldn't be all that my life was going to end up to be. There was got to be more to life than this. I'm laying in the emergency room. 
The doctor is asking me questions and it's taking way too long for the thoughts to form. And by the time I can form them in my mind and get them out of my mouth, he's moved on to another question. I can't seem to keep up and my friends notice that I'm getting angry because I can't communicate. The doctor leaves to do whatever he has to do and I'm laying there alone wondering if my life is over. I had been a physicist in the Air Force at that time for about 20 years and I had written reports to the president and done all these amazing things, but today I could no longer even speak. I couldn't get the words out of my mouth and when they came out, they would be the wrong words. I felt like my life was over in an instant and I didn't know how I was gonna be able to provide for my kids or make a life that meant something. In that moment and in the months afterward, I felt like I was used up, worn out and set out to pasture. I was removed from my job and placed in a place of no responsibility. Life was passing me by and I didn't know how to move forward. It was one of those situations where you feel like giving up because everything in my life that made me who I was was now stripped away from me. My intellectual prowess, my ability to stand on my own two feet and get myself where I needed to go, my ability to provide for my son, this great scientist in the Air Force who chaired many technical committees and did some amazing things that I can't talk about. Now I couldn't even make monopoly change with my son. I felt like my life was over. And worse, I didn't have anyone around who seemed to understand. Thank you so much for watching the making of an entrepreneur docuseries. I just want to take a moment to talk to you. That, that's right, you that's watching right now. Um, you the mom, or maybe you're the dad, or, or maybe you're, you're an entrepreneur, or perhaps you're an auntie or uncle, but you're someone out there that, that has a heart to give, uh, you have a heart to serve, and as you're watching this making of an entrepreneur docuseries, you may be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, wait a minute, I've had some, some life lessons, I've, I've had some setbacks, I've had some experiences, I've gone through some things that have helped me become a better person, and, and I wanna take that and I wanna release that to other folks. Okay. Maybe you're a speaker and you're already doing it. Maybe you've written books and you've already done that. Or maybe the story that's inside of you, the expertise that's inside of you, the message inside of you, this is the right platform for you to make a bigger difference and a bigger impact in the world. Now, this whole making of an entrepreneur docuseries, um, if you had to sum it up in, in just one word, and it's kind of hard to do that, but as I'm talking to you and you're listening right now, you might be saying, Shay, what's the one word? And the one word I would say is just legacy legacy. Um, there's a legacy I understand that you want to leave for your family and I get that, but there's also a legacy of your knowledge. There's a legacy of your expertise. And think about this. You're able to share your message or share your story or share your expertise. And, and long after you're gone, they still have a window into the soul of who you are and the impact that that leaves behind. If that's you and you someone that's gonna get the information, you're, you're someone that's ready to do something bigger than just your business and bigger than just making more money, but you wanna have more meaning in the world, uh, do me a favor. Go over to www.themakingofanentrepreneurdocuseries.com. I know that's a long email, a long address, but I want you to hear it again one more time. Themakingofanentrepreneur.com. Now, when you get there, just put your first name and your last name and your phone number and information in there worst case scenario you have a meeting with the team and decide hey me being a cast member this isn't a good fit but i had a lot of fun best case scenario you decide to take a step 
folks understand your backstory, uh, understand what you've been through, and uh, the world is much better off um, while you're here. And when the day comes and you decide to transition and, and move on, it's still doing very, very well. So with that being said, I just want to pop in. Thanks a lot for watching the Making of an Entrepreneur series. Uh, my name is Shay Brown. I want to encourage you to continue to watch, and um, I'll see you at the next episode. God bless. In 2013, this crazy thing called sequestration hit the government. For those of you who don't know what sequestration meant, it was when Congress failed to pass the defense spending bill so that all the military and federal civilians could get paid. While Congress was battling with one another, my job as a branch chief was to ensure that my people could continue to do their job. And I quickly found myself in two separate worlds. On one hand, I had my church world, my family world, my local community. And everyone I knew in that local community was stressed to the max, worried about how are they gonna pay their mortgage? How are they gonna put food on their table? Because now we are at risk for not getting paid. On the other hand, I had the scientists and engineers who worked for me. And I sat down with each one to counsel them and give them lists of helping agencies in case they were feeling the same stress that my church folks and my local community felt. Every single one of those individuals that worked for me had a six to 12 month savings account. They had planned for financial adversity because their culture taught them to plan for financial adversity. Their culture and their upbringing told them to minimize debt to buy as much as they could on cash, to live below their means, and to have a healthy savings account. For me, that was a defining moment because I realized that even though I had learned how money worked so that I could get out of an enormous amount of debt, I had never learned how to pass on money skills to the next generation. And now I began to see that that foundation of solid wealth management skills not only could provide the finer things in life, but could also give peace in the time of a storm. One of the most defining moments of my life was my decision to retire from the military after 23 years. I had been in running for the rank of full bird colonel and I didn't wanna let go of that dream, but I saw that my family needed mom to be more involved than I had been. And so with much prayer and careful calculation, I called up my husband who lived in another state at the time. And I said, "Hun, I think the only thing that's keeping our family apart is my desire for promotion and money because we really have everything that we need. He agreed and I made the decision to retire from the military. Only two weeks after that decision, the pandemic hit and everyone around me who had also made a decision to retire from the military was quickly rescinding their retirement papers because no one could get a job. Everything had been shut down. We didn't know what was gonna happen with the economy and we didn't know how long this pandemic was going to last. But one thing I knew is that I never got a second chance to be a good parent to my children in their formative years. And so I made that decision and mentor after mentor in the military tried to counsel me to cancel my retirement, but I stayed the course. Two years later, my family is healthier than they've ever been. My income has far surpassed anything that I had in the military. 
And my life is a testament that you can start at rock bottom and you can still come out on top from hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to being a stay at home, self-employed, work when I feel like it, mom. That's how I know that I can help you change your life and I can help your company be an enabler to help your people live their best lives. A pivotal moment in my life came when I realized I don't have to stress about money anymore. That doesn't mean that I put my trust in wealth or that I am confident that the earthly things I've built will always last. But one thing that I've learned in this journey is that there are time-tested success strategies that no matter what happens to you in your life, if you fall, you'll be able to get back up and be successful again. And that's the same kind of strategies that I use in order to get out of that $845,000 of debt. I was worried about myself, but once I settled my own future, then I realized it was time to leave a legacy for my children. And I thought that was gonna be a lifelong journey, that it was gonna take the same 45 years that it took for me to get my life together, to help them get theirs together. But when we implement those success strategies, it was a very quick turnaround for my boys. And my two boys, they are also now confident with money. They're not worried about going hungry. They know that life has ups and downs, but they know that they can themselves find ways to create income. And even though they're only six and 16, they are already entrepreneurs who have found ways to earn money for Fortnite and football and girls, all those things that are important to a young man. Once I accomplished this goal though, I began to wonder, well now what's next? And I realized something I wish I would have known in my younger days. When you have your life together financially and you have instituted in your children the foundations of financial security, now you are free to change communities and that's exactly what I'm doing. I work with corporations, I work with civic organizations, nonprofits and religious organizations, and I use these wealth strategies to help people change the world. And I wanna encourage you today, if humble old me, single military mom with over $845,000 of debt could turn all that around in just 12 years, so can you. It's a great day. My name is Shay Brown. I just want to speak to you, the speaker, or maybe not even a speaker, right? Maybe you're not a speaker, but you have a message inside of you that you want to release, or maybe you have a story, right? A story of your life, a story in your career, or, or maybe, maybe as you're listening right now, you're an expert, right? You're, you're, you're an expert at teaching people how to do something. You're expert at raising kids. And I want you to imagine for a moment that you had an opportunity to share your message or your story on a bigger stage. And I'm gonna talk about that in a moment and what that would mean for you if you could reach your target audience, if you're an entrepreneur, if that target audience got associated to the problem that you solve, or if you're a super entrepreneur with sales funnels out there, not only did they get associated to who you were, but they were able to join your list. Now for other folks, that won't make no sense at all. But for you, the entrepreneur, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I want to invite you over to something called the Comeback Champion Summit. And, and the whole purpose 
of the Comeback Champion Summit is really to do one thing, which is one word, and that is possibilities. That's right, when, when you get a chance to get on stage, uh, you get a chance to do it virtually, and some of you maybe in person, and you get a chance to share your story. So something deep, deep inside of you, I always say your message, because some of you have a message or your expertise, then guess what happens? Three things happen. Number one, you get to make a difference. And isn't that why you are on this earth? I mean, I don't wanna get emotional here, but you're really on this earth to make a difference for someone else. Something has happened to you so it can go through you to someone else. And being able to speak on a, on a, on a platform that provides an audience, it's like, a, like having a microphone that allows you to help more people faster. So that's, that's number one. Uh, number two, when you're on a, a platform, I'm gonna invite you to the Comeback Champion Summit, you get a chance to have more meaning in the world, to have more impact and to have more influence. And that's really who we're looking for. We're looking for folks out there who have an interest, want or desire of serving others. So if that's you, that's you, I'm gonna invite you to go over to www.comebackchampionsummit.com. Again, comebackchampionsummit.com. Click the button, it'll say apply to speak. Go through the process. And if it's a good fit, can't wait to share your story over at the Comeback Champion Summit or any one of our platforms that serves other folks. With that being said, um, my name, by the way, is Shea Brown, the Happy Entrepreneur. Make it a great day, everyone, and um, we'll make some good things happen. We connect again real soon. See you out. If I could have a talk with my 21-year-old self, I would tell her that it doesn't matter where you're starting from. It matters how you finish. Too many people think, like I used to think, that if you had a poor education or a poor upbringing, or you came from the wrong side of the tracks, or maybe you had devastating medical issues, that those things mean that you can't succeed. And what I've learned is that there are time-tested success principles that work despite all of those situations that we bring to the table. And I would tell that 21-year-old self that no matter what life throws at you, if you will live your life according to those success principles, you will succeed. It's not a if, it's not a worry, it's a confidence that you can succeed. It's knowing, and I would communicate to her, I would wrap my arms around her and hug her and let her know that no matter what other people say to her, no matter how people try to make her feel, no matter how many mistakes she's making as she's trying to figure out this thing called life, that there is a way forward and that she will be successful. One of my guiding principles is to live intentionally. I remember a time in my life when I was doing everything I knew how to do. I was burning the candle at both ends. I was working hard to please a lot of people. I was doing so much, but I was actually getting nowhere. I remember being so frustrated, wondering when my hard work was going to pay off. But it was never going to pay off because I wasn't being intentional. I thought I was the sun to so many people, and I was being like the sun. The sun is this immense, diffuse power of light. It shines all over everything. It gives life to the trees and, to the, and it brings joy to our faces. But if you take that sunlight and focus it down with a magnifying glass, now you can begin to create fire. 
And what I needed in my life is I needed some more fire. And that fire came from stop doing everything for everyone, but deciding what I wanted out of life, deciding where I wanted to go, deciding where I felt called by my faith and by my giftings and talents to serve, and then being intentional. And once I became intentional, then everything else began to fall into place. Now, because I knew what my purpose was and I was living according to that purpose, when things came in to distract me, I could say no to this opportunity or no to that opportunity because they weren't aligned with my purpose. And because I said no to the things that weren't aligned with my purpose, now I had the energy, the time, and the resources to welcome the opportunities that got me where I wanted to go. A founding guiding principle of building wealth and financial security is to deal with facts, not feelings when it comes to money. I will never forget the moment that he stood in front of me, big crocodile tears running down his cheek and told me how he had mismanaged his money and he needed me to help him out just this once. Instead of seeing the red flag for what it was, my little teenage heart went aflutter. Oh, he trusts me to show me this sad side of himself instead of being the tough guy. Savings over here, liquidated investments over there, $800,000 of debt over here. I have learned the hard way not to give your money to some smooth talking man. But that's not the only time that our feelings can get us in trouble when it comes to money. In fact, I'll never forget the time that we got a hot tip from our brother at the barbershop. Oh, my brother, my brother, always after each business opportunity, had heard that Kmart was about to split its stock. And that meant for every stock you held, you were gonna have two. And then the price would raise and you would be so rich. We liquidated our entire savings on Kmart stock. And it did split just like the brother from the barbershop said it would. And then two days later, they went bankrupt and we lost everything because we were chasing after feelings. And in both of those situations, the common feeling for me was validation. I felt validated when my man came to me for help. I felt validated, or I thought I would feel validated when we were gonna be filthy rich off a of Kmart stock. <laughs> it's important to chase after facts, not feelings when it deals to money, because there are time-tested principles for success, solid principles that will always lead to financial success as long as you follow those plans. One of the reasons that companies hire me is because we often hire top talent to be leaders without realizing that leadership is a skill that must be learned. John Maxwell says that leadership is influence and a lot of people who are good at what they do fall into the same trap I fell into in my 23 years in the Air Force. I was at the top of my game and I thought that leading my team would simply be treating them how I wanted to be treated. But I had so much to learn about leadership and about communication and about presentation. 
And what I found that not only can I help those leaders take their leadership to the next level, inspire their teams to produce more, help their companies to improve processes and ultimately increase profits, but I also discovered that the same principles that allow all of that leadership growth are the same ones that help people win with money. So whether you're in the boardroom, the courtroom, or in the homeroom, I am here to help you and your company, your organizations, your nonprofits, your ministries win with money. What I've enjoyed most about my experience and on the making of an entrepreneur is that from the time I walked through the doors, I was treated like royalty and made to feel at home. Everybody on the staff put me at ease. They suggested things that I didn't even know I needed to make me look good on camera and to be able to tell my story effectively. I really appreciate the details, the attention to the details and all of the little efforts that went on behind the scenes to make me look good on camera. I want to give a shout out to everybody behind the scenes at Making of an Entrepreneur. You have definitely made my day. It's a great day. My name is Shay Brown and um, I just want to talk to all my entrepreneurs out there. And if that's you, like you, the entrepreneur, you, the business owner, you the speaker, you the coach, you the author, you the network marketer, you the person that just want to do more good in the world by solving a problem and you want to be paid, right? And so think about right now, and if you had more high qualified paying clients that was like banging at your door, how would your life be different? Um, when there's more revenue coming in and you're able to hire more people, and you're able to make a bigger difference. What would that look like? Or, or number two, maybe there's folks that are coming in right now and they're knocking at your door, boom, 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 boom. But the only challenge you have is you're listening. Listen very carefully, because this might be you, so listen very carefully. They're not converting fast enough, which means they're talking, they like you, there's conversation going on, but they're not converting. So there's two challenges, right? Number one, I need to attract my ideal clients who can pay me. And number two, once they get in here, I need to have a system, a sales model or a process so they convert faster. That means they pay you and then they come back. And if you're listening right now, you're saying, Shay, I wanna be able to do that, but I don't want my labor involved. I don't wanna work any harder. Shay, I'm, I'm at a place right now where I'm ready to reach more people. Um, I'm on a mission, Shay. And I want you to listen very carefully. You were called to serve a group of folks out there and you can't serve them right now because you don't have the revenue to purchase the resources that are necessary to execute that big vision. If that's you, as you're listening, any of that resonates with you, I'm gonna give you a website, which is Easy Sales Hub. Again, EasySalesHub.com. Let me just spell that. I know you can see it below, but it's E-A-S-Y, sales, S-A-L-E-S, hub.com. Now, the reason you wanna go over to Easy saleshub.com is that that's the place you can come to and you can do two things. One, we'll do a sales audit. So we'll take a look at your sales process, your sales funnels, and we'll see how those are converting. Number two, you can have the tools and resources you need to be able to generate more revenue with less effort so you can serve more folks. So with that being said, as you're watching, go over to www.easysaleshub.com. My name is Shay Brown. Make it a great day, everyone, and um, we'll make some good things how we connect again next time. God bless.